The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In these chaotic times, many people are talking about a loss of confidence in being able to create a life of success and value. In the next hour, we'll hear from people who have faced challenges in their lives and thrived. Welcome to Louise Cohen's Changing Obstacles into New Possibilities. In her program, she will also help you work on a different strategy for success each week. And now, here's your host, Louise Cohen. Well, good afternoon, everyone. It is so great to be with you again on changing obstacles into new possibilities. You know, I've had reports recently from clients and colleagues that their recent weeks have been difficult for them and that they need to get some new inspiration. I don't know if my listeners have had some challenges this past week, but I do want to remind you to connect with me for a complimentary consultation. I am always available to speak with you to see if I can help you with some new ideas or inspiration to think about your obstacles in new ways so you can create new possibilities for the future. Just connect with me on my website, www.positiveattitudecoaching.com and click on complimentary consultation. Well, I know my show today is going to give my listeners plenty of inspiration as they listen to the stories of young athletes who were permanently injured on the playing field and had to give up their dreams of professional sports and create a new purpose and vision for their future. We will be hearing later in the show from my guest, Dr. Don Grossnickel, who has written an incredible book about these young athletes and their will to go forward, even permanently injured, and still create a new life for themselves. Which brings up the issue that I mentioned in the beginning of the show about the difficulties I've been hearing from clients and colleagues in recent weeks. After many tries of trying to accomplish their special goals, they are beginning to lose confidence that they will ever be able to realize their dreams. These challenges are different, of course, from the young athletes we're going to talk about later in the show, but they too are facing the loss of their dreams. There are, of course, many reasons for delays in not being able to accomplish your goals. With each client I work with, I work specifically on their issues individually. But what I want to put out to my listeners today is that if you're experiencing delays and obstacles, to begin to think about them as opportunities to reevaluate who you are and what you have to contribute so you can experience a sense of satisfaction and success in your life again. Sometimes when we are focused only on one direction for the future, we don't realize that we are capable of achieving many special goals and dreams. If that vision you have worked for and hoped for isn't opening up and going forward as you planned, you may have to widen your vision or even change directions. You can get weighted down with disappointments and forget you have many potential abilities that haven't even been used yet. In fact, you may not even know your strengths and abilities, the ones that are hidden there, until you are faced with these obstacles. 
Almost everyone is experiencing some obstacles today, but it only stays an obstacle if you tell yourself that there is only one way to accomplish success or only one dream that will ever give you a sense of productivity and fulfillment. So the strategy to explore this week to create more life success is to spend some time imagining a completely different life direction. Now, this doesn't mean that you necessarily have to give up your current goals and dreams, but you have to start practicing some brainstorming on what you would do if you did have to give it all up. Dig deep and think about all the strengths and skills you have been using currently. Then, imagine using those strengths and skills for this whole new direction. When we practice creative problem solving, we are actually building our confidence to be prepared for any unexpected emergencies. And the practice can open up our inspiration again for the future. So my quote for this week, which I think is so great that I found from Michael Jordan, and he gives a similar message. This is what he says. If you're trying to achieve, there will be roadblocks. I've had them. Everybody has had them. But obstacles don't have to stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up. Figure out how to climb it or go through it or work around it. Well, with that quote, it is my great pleasure to introduce my guest, Dr. Don Grossnickel. Dr. Grossnickel, welcome to Changing uh, Obstacles into New Possibilities. Well, thank you very much, Louise. And, you know, how would, uh, Dr. Grossnickel, how would uh, you like me to address you during the show? Would, 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 what would be comfortable for you? Don. Don, okay, Don, great. So, um, Don, let me tell my listeners a little about your background before we get into our discussion. Dr. Don Grossnickel, a retired teacher, professor, and school curriculum administrator, today serves as an ordained deacon in the Archdiocese of Chicago. Deacon Don has authored over 10 books and some 50 published articles. His current book is Unbreakable Resilience, Leap of Faith Stories to Live By, Eight Survivor Athletes Piecing Together the Grace and Blessings of an Imperfect Life. This uplifting book explores and analyzes the indomitable spirit and comeback lives of eight Chicago-area teenagers who were paralyzed by catastrophic spinal cord injuries playing the game they love. Since 1999, Deacon Don's mission is expanding the Gridiron Alliance, a nonprofit organization serving student-athletes who have suffered spinal cord injuries while playing sports. Don's inspiring message is that each person can tap into entrepreneur-like resourcefulness and learn to exploit talents and gifts, wisdom and experience to empower them to rise with resilience after falling. And you can reach um, that on www.gridironalliance, that's G-R-I-D-I-R-O-N-A-L-L-I-A-N-C-E dot org. Wow, Don, what, what beautiful work you've been doing. Um, tell me, have you, I was just curious, have you been inspired to work with young people uh, before the Gridiron Alliance? Um, had you had uh, some other experiences with um, dealing with young people and challenges? Uh, great question, Louise. Yes, I, I began uh, a teaching career teaching high school biology way back in uh, 1973, and before that I taught elementary school. I taught at the university, uh, so... My, my work uh, in uh, motivating uh, uh, high school kids that uh, break their necks in sports 
really is connected to my research and my practice as a teacher. Oh, how interesting! Uh, so, so you have that. It's kind of it just kind of evolved and built up, uh, and 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 as you each experience builds the next uh, in working with young people. Well, it was a a uh, how would you say uh, serendipity. Mm-hmm. Uh, one afternoon, I was uh, at my office, uh, and a phone call came in from the president of the booster club from the local high school, asking if I would come and pray. Uh, with uh, the coaches and the players because uh, one of the neighborhood boys had uh, crashed into a fence post, broken his neck, and was not expected to live. So I went over and prayed, and that was the beginning, Louise. Wow, Isn't, isn't that something? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I talked earlier in the show about many people feeling disappointment when their goals and dreams have been delayed or even ended. The young men you have worked with have not only lost their dreams but have had um, impossible obstacles to overcome, I'm sure, physically, emotionally, even spiritually. Can you tell our listeners what they had to deal with after their injuries? Well, I think uh, the first thing, Louise, is that they'd have to really make some kind of an adjustment to their attitude, the emotion, their spirit really needed to uh, get resettled. So the first thing is that they had to make sense of what had happened uh, they had to realize that they couldn't go back uh, to the way things were. Uh, they were alone and frozen. Uh, one boy described his uh, experience as being trapped under the uh, the ice. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I think the first um, adjustment was uh, to understand that if they were going to survive, they had to be resourceful and reconstitute uh, their dreams, change them, and and become a bridge builder. So that was the the first major obstacle and probably the continuing obstacle. It's not just something they they did, you know, when they broke their neck and got out of the rehab hospital and went home. Everything was different, uh, couldn't do anything for themselves, lost uh, all uh, independence and had to work with teams. So I would say the, the biggest uh, challenge, uh, Louise, was uh, to work on attitude, emotion, motivation, and spirit. And it, and it continues because it's not just uh, uh, yesterday. The, some of the boys, you know, have been uh, injured since uh, 1980s. Wow, incredible. You know what's interesting? Uh, of course, um, uh, as I say, many people have gone through some loss. I, I don't think anything quite as um, traumatic as these young men. But, you know, what is so interesting is that... Um, uh, in order for them to be athletes, they you know had to be resourceful. They had to probably push beyond their abilities that most people would, you know, uh, the strengths and abilities. They they had to push beyond that to to even be an athlete. So um, it, it, I wonder if you know they they realized and used a lot of what they had learned, you know, in becoming a, a great athlete. Well, that's that's a, a very, very beautiful segue. I think that uh, the boys really had to do what all athletes do, set goals. And they had to practice, Louise, um, that becoming an uh, unbreakable, resilient individual requires practice. And uh, the skillfulness and the attitude that went into you know, becoming an athlete was very useful to them. 
that the competitor, uh, the competition for them, you know, was now the obstacles that they really had mm-hmm, to, uh, mm-hmm, mm. and a little bits at a time, just like marching up the field in football, you know, first and ten, one play at a time until uh, they reach success and uh, then go on to the next play. You know, that that really is beautiful that, you know, when you talk about um, the first and ten and then the next play, and that really is a, a, a really interesting key, I think, for obstacles um, is, you know, one step at a time. And um, which which brings me to this, this thought that, um, you know, most of my listeners, of course, have not experienced uh, such traumatic events. They've experienced losses and challenges, but... What would you say, you know, they're not athletes, they're just people in life. What would you say are the transferable lessons that these young men miraculously practice to build a new life? What would you say is transferable for our listeners who are, you know, dealing with the the life challenges and, and the losses? Well, Louise, I, I think I was very impressed with, you know, your introduction uh, because, you know, you're a very thoughtful, cerebral you know, kind of motivator, uh, and I believe that um, the spirit is certainly important, and uh, and motivation is uh, all about attitude and disposition. But that's the beginning, and it really connects into uh, everybody uh, who wants to overcome obstacles needs to be entrepreneur-like. That means determined and persistent mm-hmm. and skillful, uh, and they also need to be creative. Uh, you know, I heard, you know, uh, what you talked about, the use of imagination. I guess my, one of my biggest metaphors that I've learned from the boys is everybody can be about bridge building uh, from here to there. And this is critical thinking, jungle warfare in a sense. Mm-hmm. So everybody, you know, uh, you know, you don't have to have the worst case scenario. A fate worse than death is what some media described the boys, uh, their challenges, whether it's... Uh, uh, learning at the Rehab Institute of Chicago, for instance, how do you get up a flight of stairs if you're hmm. in the subway in New York and the elevator doesn't work? How do you get up? And, exactly. Uh, the boys have said it's very easy. You have to be able to ask others and you have to be hmm. able to connect with others. And, and that's where it kind of begins, uh, Louise. I think that uh, it, it, it is uh, a other-oriented world. It's an inside world where we make these connections. And the boys, more often than not, have taught me so many lessons. And, and so many who look at them uh, move beyond pity very quickly and, and see what they, what they do. And somehow there's a, a magical, mystical thing that happens. If they can do it, so can I. Mm-hmm, so exactly. I think, I think we can all see people like that. And uh, I think the, if, if there's one thing that the boys have taught me, it's, uh, I think, the essence of interdependence and synergy. We're, we're never alone, and what I've heard from you many, many times with your great program is you inspire others, you encourage others, because when they're down, uh, others can, can lift you up. So I think you have to be open to that. You have to be open to being uplifted by other people and not afraid to ask. You know, that's such a, uh, a powerful sentiment because I do see, even when I work with clients, um, and even for myself, I forget about this client, I see in my own life, it's so hard. Our ego always stands in the way of, of, of us really saying, oh, we need help. You know, we, there, there are others in the world that have either gone through it or they're um, there to help us. It's so hard for us to 
uh, put our ego aside and say, I need help, it's kind of strange and funny, isn't it? Uh, why we, We're in the world with each other, but somehow we think we have to do it alone. I don't know where that comes from. Well, you know, Louise, I, one of my favorite metaphors, counter-metaphors, is the Humpty Dumpty myth. Humpty Dumpty sat, sat on a wall and had a great fall, and the, what we teach our children, so it's kind of ingrained that all the king's horses and all the king's men can't you know, put mm. you back together again. Mm. So we, we have to work against those negative uh, mm-hmm. uh, ide- ideas that are in our heads, and uh, uh, sometimes it, it takes real creativity. You kind of wonder then, uh, well, who is the king that could uh, have strong people uh, that together in teamwork, you know, mm-hmm. could help you rise. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a philosophy that uh, that I truly believe in, that Humpty Dumpty is a myth, and we have to really work at those negative myths uh, that can really hold us down. You know, and I, and I bet if we were to be able to talk to some of the, the young men, I know with my clients, um, and even for myself, when I actually do allow myself to reach out and um, ask for support and help from somebody, um, the experience is so so powerful and so positive. And um, it uh, really, in a way, is the opposite of what you'd think. You, we often are told that if we, we need help, we're weak, but it's just the opposite, I think. When we reach out for help, uh, it really makes us strong, doesn't it? I mean, it really gives us a, a powerful sense of connection. So I, I imagine that um, your, uh, the, the men that young men that you um, have in the book probably talk about that experience of uh, feeling that the support and help of others is really what made it possible for them. Well, it truly is, Louise. And uh, since you might say that their situation is worst-case scenario, it amplifies important points. The boys have told me that if their attitude is not good, if their skillfulness is not good, if their resourcefulness is not good, they they must lie in bed and nothing mm. will change. Mm. Wow. They depend on others to get them out of bed, to dress them, to feed them, to do you know all of the the basic life functions that that just get them into a chair, then get them to the office, let them uh, drive their own vehicle. Sometimes mm. uh, one of the boys is married and has kids. Wow! Uh, so it 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 really is deep. Okay, the mm-hmm. desire to to move from here to there, bridge building, and mm-hmm. to overcome obstacles and not see them as obstacles, see them as, as challenges or temporary exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, you know, obstacles maybe, but uh, that with, with the right spirit you can overcome. That's beautiful. Well, fortunately we're going to have to take a break, but we'll be back in a minute, and I want to start hearing a little about the book. So we'll be back in, the, in a minute. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Louise Cohen's new book, Changing Obstacles into New Possibilities, Strategies for Achieving Life Success and Satisfaction, gives us hope again that we can find our way out of the confusion and challenges of today's chaotic life. She shows you how to start getting a new sense of power back in your life by using inspirational quotes and practical skills to deal with your obstacles in new ways. You can order her book in paperback or Kindle edition at Amazon.com or on her website, www.positiveattitudecoaching.com. You can also order from her website her recent book that she co-authored with Deepak Chopra and Jack Canfield called Stepping Stones to Success. Experts share strategies for mastering business, life, and relationships. Be sure to visit positiveattitudecoaching.com today. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Louise Cohen's Changing Obstacles into New Possibilities. To connect with Louise or her guests this week, please call 1-866-472-5788. It's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back, everyone. We're listening to my guest, Dr. Don Grossnickel. Um, Don, when we took the break, I was thinking that we've been having this really wonderful discussion, and I, I wanted to start to get into the book. So what what inspired you to write this, this wonderful book? And, and give the title again. I gave it in the bio, but give the title again, because I know it, it holds so much special meaning. Well, the book's title is Unbreakable Resilience, Leap of Faith, Stories to Live By, Eight Survivor Athletes Piecing Together the Grace and Blessings of an Imperfect Life. Beautiful. So so what inspired you to write this book? Uh... Well, Louise, for 13 years I've, I've lived, uh, you know, seeing the miracles that uh, these young men mm-hmm. uh, have transformed and have uh, brought to life. And I think this 200-page book, uh, that's available uh, through the gridironalliance.com. Great. Uh, a little bit hard to find. We're not, uh, you know, out in bookstores, and we're not, you know, on, on the normal channel. So uh, folks will have to work a little bit to, uh, to find us, gridironalliance.com. What inspired me, Louise, is, is the whole beauty of community, uh, that what has happened in each of the eight stories of the boys coming back uh, from a broken neck uh, is is the whole essence of community, the, the networking, the uh, miracle that happens when when people work together, uh, connect resources, connect uh, their entrepreneur-like determination, their attitude, and uh, do something which which I call resilience. Uh, they engineer and they use the creativity and imagination, uh, the secret ingredients of of moving power over paralysis and. And uh, it's a transformation book about fate wor- worse than death. Uh, the first part of the book uh, is the profiles. Who are the eight boys, and, and how did their injuries happen, and what was the impact on their family? And from there, we kind of move into an analysis, like uh, Kubler-Ross's stages. Uh, what, what are the stages? What's the ramp? What's the ladder that uh, is common between all the boys, moving from the suffering stage to the Thanksgiving uh, stage of uh, transformation? So it's a book uh, that says that no one is a victim uh, unless you choose to be one. It's a book about a life mosaic, uh, taking healing, 
from the broken places, along with the, the, the parts that are not broken, the beautiful minds, the beautiful attitudes, the love, the destiny, you know, the hope that these kids still have, and weave it together uh, into something that they're going to leave behind and that they can be very proud of. It's, it's really the, every person's story of journeying uh, against obstacles, uh, having difficulties, and then uh, coming back. So I, I hope thousands of people will, will benefit from the book. It is uh, published by the Gridiron Alliance, which is an organization which I co-founded, uh, which has as its principal goal to uplift uh, spinal cord injured athletes. And everyone can enjoy sport. Uh, and when spinal cord injuries happen, um, as you beautifully say, we must uh, transform uh, uh, difficulties uh, into possibilities. And that's what the book is all about. Wow. Well, you know, again, as I, I said earlier, um, our listeners may not have uh, experienced such a traumatic event, but. Um, there are central themes in this book that I, I feel, in the way you describe it, can really be used by anyone. And again, there are so many obstacles going on today, and um, and yet um, there are these themes that even though we go through losses, we can transform, we can um, renew, we can come to another level. Um, I really, and I do see it in my clients, that if they lose something um, and they do um, uh, give that up, there are whole other parts of them that haven't even been used yet. Uh, and so um, it's. I think this book can be an inspiration to anybody who is trying to figure out what to do uh, with the obstacles in their lives. So, so thank you for for writing it, um, it was it a, uh, actually um, is it a memoir or is it an authorized biography? Well, how, how how does that lay out? <laughs> well, I would say it's not an authorized biography. Uh, some of the boys, uh, you know, uh, had uh, the opportunity to look at what what I had uh, uh, pulled together from mm-hmm. interviews and for ten years, and uh, most most did not. So it's not authorized. Uh, in that sense, but uh, the first part of the book, uh, Louise, is biographical. It, it tells it tells their story, and mm-hmm. and uh, we have uh, Afro American kids, and we have wealthy kids, we have uh, kids that you know uh, had lawsuits that that made them uh, multimillionaires. So oh. the variety of comeback stories is great among the eight uh, injured athletes, and uh, so some of the common themes, as I said. I don't look at these these boys as uh, crippled. Mm-hmm. I don't see them as victims, neither do they. They see themselves as entrepreneurs, and they're really very creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the creative um, use of, uh, say, a sip-and-puff uh, 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 operation to move their wheelchairs, uh, to organize uh, caregiving for 24 hours. Uh, these are very resourceful, talented mm-hmm. individuals. And so it starts, Louise, with uh, self-worth. It starts with self-confidence. Uh, and uh, that, I think, uh, bega- uh, began, I think, in the, in the rehab hospitals and, and continues. And the boys tell me this. You must be the kind of person that is attractive to other people. For instance, the boys say, and this is kind of guttural, if you don't take care of your hygiene well mm-hmm. or others take care of it well, You'll have stinking thinking, and no one will want to come around. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of basic. 
Oh, but that's a great, great expression. I mean, for really for everybody. I mean, well, think that's why I feel there's such an inspiration. Too, Louise, if you if you are not the kind of person that you know can uh, process your uh, and transform you know your circumstance. No one's going to want to be around you. And my mm-hmm. mom always said, Don, if you laugh, the whole world laughs with you. If you cry, you cry alone. Mm-hmm. So the boys mm-hmm. have taught me, Louise, and, and the book is powerfully uh, poignant you know, to, to this as I get to pass, pass along their good news stories, is that they have to have the leadership uh, to take charge of themselves uh, if they're going to pursue their destiny and legacy, which all the boys ultimately have committed themselves to. Unfortunately, Louise, I have to mention to you that three of the boys, you know, who were profiled, you know, have passed on from the side. Oh, how they all, oh, how sad, yeah. So, but but the but time we, that they had was really inspirational, wasn't it? Well, it, it is inspirational, and, and their legacy continues. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why people need to read, read this book, mm-hmm. uh, because um, their story is our story. Our story connects with them. Mm-hmm. And the role modeling and mentoring, Louise, the counseling as you do, one of the, the men in the, in the, in the uh, book, Michael Schwass, uh, after he broke his neck, went on to become uh, a counselor uh, like yourself, a mm-hmm. social worker, and guide. And he, he formed an organization called the First Step Foundation. Okay, and reached out to to others and say let's let's work on this together. And mm. uh, until uh, Mike passed from this life, you know that's his legacy. And mm-hmm. he wrote a book called Don't Blame the Game, and the Gridiron Alliance, you know, that all the boys kind of helped form, uh, basically tells that story. Uh, Don't blame the game. Let's see what you can do. Transform your possibilities uh, and your into new possibilities. Don't look at them as obstacles. Well, you know, of course, it is is very poignant that um, these uh, special young men, some of them have passed. We really never know what our destiny is anyway. And I think what's, I mean, it's probably easy enough to say when you have a whole life ahead of you, but um, we just never know how much time we have. And so the real key is what can we do with the time that we have? And it sounds like they have really gotten that message. Absolutely. They and I loved your quote from Michael Jordan, and, and the boys have adopted quotes like uh, from Helen Keller, mm-hmm. you know, to not look at uh, the, the doors that are closed. And sometimes those quotes are, are, are very helpful, uh, you know, to, uh, to break you out of what I call the quicksand, to be stuck. And let's face it, uh, no matter whether you have uh, a frozen body that's uh, unwilling to move, uh, you know, or you lose a, a job or a divorce situation. Everybody has these mm-hmm. moments, you know, where you need to be able to break loose. I, I say it's like Viktor Frankl, you know, you, you have to pursue some purpose and, and goal orientation to help you break loose so that you're not a grasshopper in a, a spider web. You know, you're not stuck in quicksand. And, and that, that takes uh, some guts and some gumption and some, some grit. And maybe sometimes you can't do it alone, and, and great people like yourself uh, are uplifting and kind of uh, can point out that maybe here's a little bit of light that you can move toward, and uh, can can you can you move this far? Well, thank you. I mean, mo- most of the joy that I get from doing these shows is to be able to give the opportunity for 
incredible people who are either themselves overcoming obstacles or helping others overcome obstacles. I mean, it, for me, it's uh, I can't wait each week to hear what my guests have to say because if I'm having a down week, I, I get inspired again, you know. But, you know, what I, I think about is that I know some people are often afraid to hear, for instance, that, oh, how sad some of these young men have passed. But, you know, I don't think, it doesn't sound like this book is really a sad story. It sounds more like it's, um, of course, there are, uh, it's poignant, but I don't hear you talking about this book as, as a sad story. What do you think? Oh, no, Louise, it's, it's transformative. The, the whole nature is uh, we each uh, compose and recompose our stories. Uh, you know, today we may have a car crash. Right, and we have the broken pieces, and we need to work on healing. And this is a, a lifelong, this is a lifestyle uh, practice. And the beauty, uh, I think, Louise, is that when we get into the study of motivation, we get into the study of resilience, we we help others. And the the absolute mystery of it is, is that when we help others, we become Absolutely. transformed. Uh, in in the process and and that's i think the gift of life and that's that's what the boys have shared here in their books no it's it's very uplifting and, that's great uh, well you know i'm just curious cuz certainly for people who are listening or reading this inspiring book what do the experts say about the book you know that's really i think would be interesting for our listeners to learn about that you know what are they saying about the book well if they would go to gridironalliance.com. Okay. You'll see the, some of the testimonials. The most beautiful, poignant one, and there are many, comes from Dr. Irmo Marini. He's mm-hmm. a professor and coordinator of the Department of Rehab at the University of Texas. Oh, great. And he mm-hmm. says, uh, it, it, and he himself, Louise, uh, you know, received a broken neck, you know, when he was about 20 years old playing really? hockey in Canada. Really? And he, he wrote, you know, the most flattering testimonial saying that his doctoral students are, are going to now use our book as, as a text. Uh, and and, and to, so to hear from someone who has lived the journey, okay, that this, this would be transformative to him. It will be transformative to him as, as these uh, counselors in training will go out and, and change people's lives. He compares our book to Kubler-Ross's stages. And in our book, we t- do talk about eight different stages from suffering to thanksgiving. Uh, so it's theoretical in a sense, and it's, uh, but it's very practical for the every person. Uh, and it, it really kind of lays out uh, what uh, the great minds, the philosophers, the, the religious uh, folks, theologians, you know, think, think about uh, this whole transforming you know, what you're really on to, Louise, when you talk about possibilities, is the whole essence of hope. So I really was uh, bowled over when uh, Dr. Marini, you know, wrote this testimony and very, very much encouraged that, no, the stages of grief that Kubler-Ross has helped us understand, you know, are very valuable to many people. But in our book, we talk about the stages of transformation, moving from uh, being in a place of suffering and moving to struggle and then the coping and, and all the others. It's, it's very much explained. And so the eight boys have, have invented this model uh, that's, you know, a big life picture. So uh, I, I have that and, and oh, uh, I'm just, people need to read the book and read the testimonials, but more, more importantly, I think, make up their minds for themselves. Uh, mm-hmm. you, say, you don't have to break your neck to, to benefit from 
the, the great gift that they have shown us. Uh, they, one of the most important things, Louise, is community, how community can rally. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you know, when you're down, if you can only find if you're a neighbor or a couple friends that will come over and, and spend time with you can make all the difference, can mm-hmm. it? Uh, you know, you mentioned, and I, I of course, know by Kubler-Ross because I, you know, I'm a therapist and everything. But I know you mentioned uh, Kubler-Ross a few times. Can you just um, explain to our listeners who may not know who Kubler-Ross is um, why uh, you're referring to the stages? Well, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross is uh, best known for her work on death and dying. Right. That in the grief process, there is a healing that must occur. And that, you know, there's a temptation, you know, to get into denial. There's a temptation to, and that's one of the stages, and there's a temptation to give into anger. And so once, you know, we know that there are in the human condition, you know, uh, possibilities that might sidetrack us from the future. Uh, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross found in in working with uh, thousands of of those who um, went through the, the death and dying process or for uh, loved ones. Other family that, members, right. Mm-hmm. Other family members that, that avoid those traps. Know what they are and, and make it part of your healing. And as you always say, it's a transforming part of possibilities. So those uh, stages that Kubler-Ross has kind of shared and has become very, very well known in the healing community uh, are beneficial to to know that those can be sidetracks and and really, if we're not careful, we can get stuck. Uh, and by knowing them, uh, and one thing that I'm always impressed with you is that there's a smart way and you know maybe a common person way. And smart people know how to be healthy and what what it takes to know that maybe you're on an unhealthy track, and uh, to seek out a person such as yourself to uh, say, well, I'm kind of confused. I'm kind of bewildered. And that's a role that I played uh, and try to reflect, uh, you know, where, where's, where's the next step? How am I thinking? So Kubler-Ross, I think, is, a, uh, is an excellent example of stages. And like Gail Sheehy, you know, in Passages in Life, right. you know, if you really can go to the top of a stepladder and look down, you can see kind of different stages. And uh, that maybe is, is helpful for what I call breakout leverage. Uh, to find a way to to break loose of the spider web that might be holding you in place. You know, I think what's important about people uh, realizing that there are stages. I, I know when I, I work at an outpatient um, behavioral health hospital too, and um, what I find when people finally come in for treatment is that they are um, when they start to feel that things are not going well and they're having difficulties, they start to isolate. And we've talked about the importance of of, of being with others to help you, but they also feel guilty, you know, about um, either, you know, their anger or, uh, you know, uh, not being able to deal with this um, so easily and so joyfully. I'm supposed, you know, so so one of the things I want our listeners to hear is that um, these these are natural feelings. If you have a great tragedy or a great um, trauma. It's natural to feel angry. It's natural to feel sad. But the question is then how long do you stay in that hole? The important thing is have those feelings but get support to move to other stages. So so that's kind of the message I always like to give my listeners. Don't feel there's something wrong with you because you are angry or you are, are sad because of, of your challenges. Just do something about that. Absolutely, Louise. Uh, 
the self-help section of, of bookstores is a great place, I think, to, to browse. <laughs> uh, the, the tools, the tactics, uh, the techniques that one needs to uh, to break out, and, and you know, is, is, is skillfulness. And if there's one thing I'm kind of hoping is that uh, uh, unbreakable resilience begins, you know, from, and that's why I'm saying from an imperfect life. When from our very first stumbling, you know, as babies, you know, we, right. we fall down and we learn to build up. And what we haven't really, I think, focused enough on is the process of the leaps of faith, you know, to, to reward ourselves that we're getting better. It's almost like a Boy Scout, Girl Scout model, you know, where we get merit badges right? Uh, and look right. at ourselves and congratulate ourselves, okay, for being able to to bounce back. To absolutely, to succeed. Well, this is, um, we're going to have to take a break. We'll be back. We'll pick that up. And um, uh, so we'll be back in just a bit. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Louise Cohen's new book, Changing Obstacles into New Possibilities, Strategies for Achieving Life Success and Satisfaction, gives us hope again that we can find our way out of the confusion and challenges of today's chaotic life. She shows you how to start getting a new sense of power back in your life by using inspirational quotes and practical skills to deal with your obstacles in new ways. You can order her book in paperback or Kindle edition at Amazon.com or on her website, www.positiveattitudecoaching.com. You can also order from her website her recent book that she co-authored with Deepak Chopra and Jack Canfield called Stepping Stones to Success. Experts share strategies for mastering business, life, and relationships. Be sure to visit positiveattitudecoaching.com today. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Louise Cohen's Changing Obstacles into New Possibilities. To connect with Louise or her guests this week, please call 1-866-472-5788. It's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back, everyone. We're listening to my guest, Dr. Don Grossnickel. Don, uh, earlier in the show, I gave a very brief bio of your work. Can you again remind our listeners how to reach you and get more information about the book and the Gridiron Alliance? Yes, Louise. Uh, please, uh, www.gridironalliance.org, G-R-I-D-I-R-O-N, Alliance, A-L-L-I-A-N-C.org. Great. Uh, and, and by the way, um, who benefits from the book sales? Because I have a feeling this is a special foundation. So who benefits from the book sales? It, it is a special foundation, Louise, to promote our work, uh, which is mentoring which is to share best practices of how to transform uh, into possibilities, uh, that which you have going. Um, you know, we, we teach uh, newly injured athletes uh, basically uh, how to fish for themselves, as, as uh, the uh, uh, kind of philosophy goes. Mm-hmm. 
So the, the money that, that is raised, 100% of the money goes to the uh, continuation of the Gridiron Alliance. Great, wonderful. Well, you know, um, earlier you mentioned about a special connection your daughter had to the book. Would you be willing to tell our listeners about that connection? Well, I will. Uh, I'll be glad to. On the cover of the book, you know, it, it has a, a mosaic theme. And I talked a little bit about the brokenness and the healing. Uh, my daughter's taught me a lot of, about uh, mosaics. In fact, uh, you know, I've helped her make uh, a mosaics uh, for her school. She's the principal of uh, an elementary school in the Bronx. And about four months ago, Louise, she was diagnosed uh, suddenly, a young woman, 36 years old, you know, with breast cancer. Oh, my goodness. Oh. And uh, you talk about uh, the necessity for uh, transforming into possibilities. Kristen has, has really uh, helped uh, me and uh, see the beauty of all the theory, the book that we've written about unbreakable resilience, and she's living it out now. She's finished with her chemo, and she's going to begin her radiation. Uh, and uh, in the book, you'll see a, a photo of her with one of her mosaics, and oh, it's really about the stories that we rewrite. Mm-hmm. And we, you talked earlier about broken dreams. Well, we, we merge our brokenness in with our with our healing and, and, and with our wholeness. And, and I think that's what I see her doing very bravely and what I see uh, people doing all the time. So Unbreakable Resilience is, is for everyone, not only with broken necks, for people who are dealing with uh, cancer and other very... Uh, and other great laws. Yeah, well, thank you so much. That's, that's really um, lovely that you were able to honor her in the book in that way. That's beautiful. Well, you know, one of the things I always like to ask my guests who are authors... I have a feeling that each of my authors has special parts of the book that are their, fa- their favorites. Do you have some favorites um, in the book, uh, some favorite parts in the book? Well, I, I do. Um, <laughs> I, 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 could, I could spend a, a long time, uh, I, I guess, as a college no, professor. It's, by the way, it's not like picking your favorite child. You don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all my favorites. Exactly, uh, but you know, sometimes the authors do have certain parts in the book that touch them in a certain way. Well, Louise, I would say that it's a spiritual book. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm a permanent deacon. You mentioned it before. I'm a minister, and I'm ordained minister since 1988. And when I first started working with the boys, you know, I I, I came to to uplift their spirits. Uh, and, uh, yes, there are parts of the book, you know, where my first meeting of, of the boy underneath mounds of covers and, mm. you know, with a ventilator breathing for him. And wow. uh, I thought I was going to cry, uh, but very quickly, you know, there's a transforming uh, moment in there. You know, for him to tell me a little bit about uh, in the rehab hospital, listening to the, uh, the music from Metallica, rock, hard rock, <laughs> okay, Trapped Under the Ice uh, is a favorite part. Mm-hmm. I, I can't uh, believe or even imagine what it would be like, you know, to wake up and, and find, you know, that you're uh, totally paralyzed. You wow. know? So, and how he got beyond that, that's uh, certainly a, a, a favorite part. Well, here's a real quick one, uh, Louise. One of the boys uh, woke up uh, from his uh, uh, coma. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he was in, you know, for about three or four days uh, after his injury, woke mm-hmm. up in the hospital, looked over and saw a television that was on in his room. And what was happening on that television? But there was uh, a scene of some uh, persons lifting up somebody in a wheelchair and throwing them over the side of a ship. Okay. Oh, because, my goodness. 
It was it was a uh, a, a drama, and uh, it was abandoning ship, and uh, somehow he woke up, and this was very real. And he said, "So that was my beginning of my life." And you talk about transforming. Oh my goodness, that is amazing! Isn't so he had to that wake up and go on from there, Louise. Oh, today that, that is really world. incredible. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well. So I know that there's got to be some great vision and mission for the book and for the Gridiron Alliance. I know future vision. Well, what, what what's what's happening for your vision and the mission as far as you can see for the future? What we're doing now, Louise, is uh, we're moving from a local Metro Illinois uh, serving you know uh, spinal cord injured mm-hmm. athletes uh, to form a national great. coalition, a network. We want all the high school kids that have had spinal cord injuries to be connected with us and with with each other, and that's our vision. And we're also uh, asking school boards today to make sure that they ensure their student-athletes. It's hard to believe, but most high schools do not purchase catastrophic injury Mm -hmm. insurance. Mm -hmm. One of the boys that just died in January of this year, his name is Rocky Clark, uh, was insured uh, his family did not have insurance when they, you know, sent him out on the field to play. Uh, but when he broke his neck, uh, the school district had a $5 million policy, and he lived 10 years until the policy ran wow. out, hmm. about three months before he passed away. So wow. what we want to do is we want to make change, uh, Louise. We'd like uh, all schools to spend uh, less than a cup of coffee, less than $2, to buy an insurance policy so that if the worst should happen, uh, so we, we're trying to build on our legacy, what we've learned, and help others, uh, you know, find uh, a brighter tomorrow. And, and I would think that this is such a big issue, and finally coming out in the news now, uh, certainly has before, about safety. And um, are you all getting involved in that in any way? Well, there's been tremendous uh, awareness, as you're saying, to concussions, uh, and particularly in contact sports like football. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're certainly uh, right there with those who are concerned. And, and uh, we think that just like everything that we've said so far during this hour, okay, that, that there is a technique, there's, there's a, a good way and a, a not-so-good way. And we believe that uh, we need to teach these young people today safer uh, practices in tackling, uh, uh, better ways to strengthen the muscles in their necks and, and prepare uh, mm-hmm. in a way that uh, would reduce uh, sports injuries. And, and that's, that's kind of what we're, what we're about. We're interested in uh, continuing sports, but we'd like them to try to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. And I'm so glad that you're broadening um, your mission to, um, you know, to the whole network of, of high schools around the country and, um, it, has anything gone international yet? Has there been any interest international? I mean, we're, we're a very sports-oriented country, but I know other countries are too. Anything? Well, we've had connections on our website, you know, mm-hmm. from those uh, around the world, you know, who are interested in, 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 in similar mm-hmm. uh, aspirations for safety. Yes, yes, we have. And, and, Louise, I would mention, too, is that the injuries happen to sports like gymnastics. They happen to um, uh, girls in cheerleading very, very often. Wow, isn't that Some scary? Of these pyramids that they have, you know. Mm. Um, so I, I think what, what we're about is trying to connect everybody and be the community, just like the network of uh, listeners that you have, to, to be there for each other. And uh, we're never alone. I think that's uh, kind of a, a theme that, that I feel and what's motivated me over the 13 years that, that no person, 
whether they're injured with a broken neck, uh, whether they're uh, suffering from depression, uh, should ever be alone. And that's what we can do for each other. And it's certainly a contribution no matter who you are, where you are. Mm-hmm. Someone is going to cue you that they need help. It was Christopher Reeve's um, injury uh, a broken neck injury? or? It certainly was. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, you know, he was, he was uh, involved riding. in a riding, riding accident, mm-hmm. uh, jumped over a, a mm-hmm. hurdle and fell to the ground. And, and Christopher Reeve mm-hmm. uh, and the Christopher Reeve Foundation did great work. Yeah. Uh, still continues to do great work, uh, uh, largely working at, uh, you know, the national level to try to change funding, to try to find a cure. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to believe that uh, one of the things we are not able to do right now uh, is uh, regenerate nerve tissue so mm-hmm. that once, uh, you know, the spinal cord is injured, it, it kind of is, is like jello and it, it gets worse and worse and worse, and that's why it just cannot be repaired. Hmm. And, hmm. you know, uh, we, we, we do need lots more research to try to see if we can find wow. a better way. Well, isn't it wonderful that, uh, as I said just a minute ago, sports is so important for this country, um, and um, so it's wonderful that um, there's an effort being made to keep it healthy and to allow young men uh, and then grow into adulthood to... You know, be the inspiration that they are on the sports field, but also to give them a chance to um, have healthy lives. You know, that we don't want them to have to sacrifice themselves because their inspiration is on the sports field, you know. Well, let me ask you, I, I have a feeling, I mean, this book is going to be such a wonderful uh, contribution. Is there going to be a sequel to the book? I always want to know that. <laughs> Well, it's already finished. Ah, see, I knew it. <laughs> it's already finished, and um, Louise, sometimes uh, there's a tendency to almost make uh, the problems that we have uh, into cliché. Mm-hmm. And so I have written a book with uh, with another person. We've been actually working on it for five years, and it's now ready, and, and we're going to be sending out uh, uh, queries you know, to publishers um, that really talks about more every day. It's certainly not mm-hmm. uh, dealing with uh, the broken neck uh, situation. Right. Mm-hmm. It's more every day, you know, kind of opportunities for unbreakable resilience. And uh, what we certainly will avoid is uh, trying to uh, respond uh, without falling into, you know, glib cliché. So right. that book is finished, and thank you for asking. We're we're going to be excited to share that. Uh, are you uh, able to tell us the title yet? <laughs> or not yet? Um, not yet. That's okay. You don't have to give it away. We'll wait. <laughs> I'll, I'll have you on in the future, and we can talk about the new book. But I am so glad that you're saying that because obviously my audience is uh, a very broad audience, and um, uh, I always try to put out information to let them know that there are obstacles happening and challenges happening in every aspect of life. And so it's great to be able to know that this book will be coming out to show them, you know, uh, that there is resilience and how to have resilience in in every aspect of our life, uh, not just perhaps the uh, injured athlete. Well, Louise, I very much appreciate the encouragement that you you give me. I'm always inspired, you know, by you. The uh, listeners can go to the uh, gridironalliance.com, Okay, and oh, the, dot com, not dot org. Okay, mm-hmm. dot com. Okay, where I have uh, pretty much a weekly blog, and there I will Great. be uh, expounding on some of the principles that we've talked about here that Great. that go along with you know the book Un- Unbreakable Resilience that they can get 
but they also will be seeing previews of our of our next book. Great, wonderful. That is so great. Well, I'm I'm so um, grateful to you for um, uh, sharing this information because. Um, you know, as I said, uh, and I say many times in my shows, um, there are so many people out there that are an inspiration, and uh, there is often so much negative information out there. I want uh, my listeners to be able to realize, not just from my words that I'm telling people to do this or that to change their attitude, but from the experiences that people are having out there uh, that that are real, you know, that are really happening. And so um, I am so grateful to your contribution for, um, you know, letting... Um, my audience know that there are real people out there, uh, you know, overcoming obstacles. Well, th- thank you for this opportunity. I, I say that the Golden Gate Bridge was not built by an individual. Uh, right. It's all about teamwork, uh, and I think that that's certainly a, a great big aspiration, but the principle is the same. We don't uh, ever have to be alone. We can build bridges uh, from today into tomorrow, and we compose and we continue to recompose our lives, uh, you know, with, with healing and with hope. Um, Don, are you, you know, available for, you know, say, speaking engagements, things like that? I know you're so inspiring. And do you ever do that, or is it hard to kind of leave um, to do that, to, you know, to work on this other uh, mission that you have? Well, I will welcome an invitation. Uh, I'm honored that you would <laughs> okay. uh, suggest it, Louise. Okay. Well, again, I I just want to thank you for um, sharing your wonderful inspiration and wisdom on changing obstacles into new possibilities. Well, I I am very much thankful, and uh, I honor you for being on the hunt. (laughs) <laughs> right on the hunt like for me who can inspire. That's right. Well, I love the hunt. I love uh, it's a different kind of hunt than you know than uh, some hunts. This is a hunt for inspiring people, and there are plenty of them out there. So I look forward to getting together with my listeners next Tuesday, twelve Pacific, two Central, and three Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Uh, this week, when you haven't been able to accomplish your goals and you're feeling like you're a failure, remember this quote from Mary Pickford, uh, interestingly enough, an actress. And this is the quote, you may have a fresh start at any moment you choose. For this thing that we call failure is not the falling down, but the staying down. So with that, I say goodbye and look forward to talking with you next week. Thank you again for joining us this week. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, as we bring you more inspirational stories and tips for success on Louise Cohen's Changing Obstacles into New Possibilities. See you then.